Welcome to today's daily audio podcast with Pastor Ken Spicer. We invite you to search the scriptures daily and allow God's love, grace, and favor to be the hallmarks of your life. Now prepare your hearts to hear a word from God today. Hi everybody, welcome to the podcast today. Well, I know yesterday we only got through one verse and uh, and then we talked a lot about... Um, about what's happening in, in that verse and what had led up to that. So let me go back and just include the first verse, and we're just going to go down through Peter's recapping and retelling of this vision that he had as he gets back to Jerusalem. So let's pick it up verse 1, chapter 11. Now the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And Peter, when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision contended with him, saying, You are in... You went into the uncircumcised men and ate with them. Now let's just hold up just for a moment here. Now remember there were Jews that went from uh, Joppa with him to observe all this. So he had witnesses uh, that that can contest to this. And you'll see that uh, shortly here. But notice that they heard, the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had received the word of God. Then Peter comes up. Uh, to Jerusalem, and these circumcised believers, so Jewish believers in Christ, Jewish Christians, contended with him and indicted him and said, you went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. They still aren't connecting this back to um, Matthew 28, where Jesus said, go into all the world and you know, make disciples of all nations and so forth. Uh, they're not connecting that up. Maybe they were um, assuming that that meant going to all the nations and minister to the Jews that were in those nations because in those days, and we saw in chapter 2, uh, particularly like when people would come back for the feast, the Feast of Pentecost, as we talked, uh, there were multitudes of people from every nation of the world who were Jews who were required to come back and keep the feast. So they weren't quite clear on the fact that this gospel is for every man, woman, and child. Even though Peter proclaimed that uh, in the book of uh, uh, Acts 2 when he quoted out of the book of Joel, but they still aren't seeing it. They're seeing that, that it's just about the Jews. So let's pick up now in verse 4. But Peter explained it to them in order that from the beginning, saying, Verse 5, now he's going to retell this story of him being down at at the seaside and these men coming for him. Watch this, verse 5. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a vision, or in a trance, I saw a vision, an object descending like a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners, and it came to me. When I observed it intently and considered, uh, I saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Verse 8. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has at any time entered my mouth. Well, just a side note here. Boy, I wish I could say that. I wish I could say at no time did any processed sugar, cake, cookies, or otherwise ever enter my mouth. Uh, I have to give it to Peter on that one. Uh, But verse 9 says, But the voice answered me again from heaven. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. Now this was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. Verse 11. At that very moment, three men stood before the house where I was, having been sent to me from Caesarea. Then the Spirit told me to go with them, doubting nothing. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. 
Now think about this for a moment. And I said this before in chapter 10, but it's been a while, so I want to re, re, uh, reassert this here. If anybody tells you anything that says God said for them to do this or that or said for you to do this or that, if that's not a confirming word, in other words, if you haven't already heard that from God yourself personally, then just discard it and dismiss it. God is never going to talk to somebody else about you without already or also talking to you, okay? So God is always going to tell you what's up before he tells somebody else to come and tell you what he said about you. He's not ever going to talk behind your back. So now, this is a confirmation. These men came and said, hey, an angel from heaven told us to come get you. Well, that witnessed with Peter's spirit because the Holy Spirit said already, hey, you go with them. Don't worry about anything. Uh, I'll be with you. So um, doubting nothing. Uh, and uh, watch this now, again, verse 12. Then the Spirit told me to go with them, doubting nothing. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. So when he said these six brethren, I could just see him in my mind's eye turning and pointing to six Jews that were standing with him because, you know, God wanted him to have a witness here. He wanted him not to go alone. And so he had that. Verse 13, and he told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house who said to him, send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, and uh, who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. So here again, they're crying out. Their heart cry is to be saved. Their heart cry is to know God. Their heart cry is for somebody to tell them the truth. And so now the Spirit of God shows up, and he meets them where they are. And then he tells them exactly what to do. These people are not yet saved. They're just hungry for God. I believe there's going to be people out of every false belief system, every false doctrine, people out in the middle of the woods that have never even uh, heard of the name of Jesus before. In fact, a friend of mine just put up the other day on, on uh, Facebook, our missions director, Chris Gondringer, he puts up a, a, a photo of, a, of an African man standing next to, to uh, our beloved Papa Ron over in, in Uganda. And they asked him, hey, do you know Jesus? And the man said, well, I don't know him, but maybe he's in the next village. People today in 2014 still don't know Jesus. And so, friend, listen to me. God is going to meet those people at the level of their desire, and he's going to send somebody like you, somebody like me, to tell them about Jesus. What a powerful, powerful thought. So that's what's happened here. Uh, these people wanted to get saved. Verse 15. And as I begin to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them as upon us at the beginning. So, again, remember from verse 10, or chapter 10, the moment Peter started to speak, after the word of God hit their ears and hit their heart, they believed immediately, and they were born again. Because remember, being born again means that you believe, not that you do anything, but that you believe. Then your belief will drive everything that you do. So that proved to Peter two things. Number one, they were saved. And number two, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so they, uh, they were just like the disciples. They were just like the apostles. They were just like the Jewish believers. So Peter is processing all of this. Verse 16, Peter again continuing. Then I remembered the word of the Lord and how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Wow. So now he's not just connecting this thing back to them receiving Christ. 
and speaking in tongues, but he goes one step further to um, um, further illustrate to these people what Jesus said in John 1, 5, I'm sorry, Acts 1, 5, when he quoted John the Baptist in Matthew 3, 11 and Luke 3, 16. So again, Peter is making painstaking efforts here to clarify to these, to these Jews what's happening. Verse 17, if therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus, who was I that I would, could not withstand God? Verse 18, when they heard these things, they became silent and they glorified God. Then God, uh, then they said, quote, then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance to life. Now, let me just say this, that Peter said that uh, if God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed, then who was I that I could withstand God? I believe he's talking about salvation and not the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and here's why, because they had already believed when they received the gift. Uh, and so maybe he's just putting those things together. I guess, I guess what I want you to, to understand is what I, I believe anyway, is that he's not trying to make some kind of doctrinal statement. He's just trying to point out that they obviously got saved and got the Holy Ghost just the way the apostles did. And at least these people in Jerusalem, even though they were contentious, at least they uh, glorified God for the salvation of the Gentiles. So right there is where we'll stop today through this. I just know this, that there's people in your world and in mine that are crying out to know Jesus. They're crying out to know the truth, even if they don't know Jesus by name. They're crying out to be healed. They're crying out to be uh, encouraged. They're crying out for hope. And you and I carry that hope. His name is Jesus. And so today in your own life, be a vessel of hope. Be a container of hope. Be a delivery system of God's hope and touch the world around you. It'll make a difference. Well, that's all of our time today, friend. I'll see you tomorrow morning right here as we pick up in verse 19, chapter 11. God bless. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We pray you are blessed by God's word. For more information, visit our website at www.newcreationca.org.